Hey y'all, welcome to Power to Lead Her. Power to Lead Her is an initiative to inspire and empower women across the world to pursue leadership roles in their careers. Tune into the podcast and join me as I interview dynamic, diverse, and successful women who share their inspiring leadership stories. Today, I have another special guest on the podcast. Angela Han is a Chinese-American artist, musician, and educator. I am so, so excited to talk to her today about her amazing journey as an artist and how she empowers women through her artwork. Angela strives to educate the community about historical and contemporary women in music through her artistry. Her work has been exhibited at the SoMars Cultural Center in San Francisco, the Sanchez Art Center in Pacifica, and the Art Share in Los Angeles. She holds a BA in Music and Psychology from Cornell University. She is a recipient of the National Young Arts Foundation Merit Award and has performed at Carnegie Hall in New York City. She currently resides in San Francisco, where she teaches piano and creates music-inspired oil paintings. Hi, Angela. Welcome to my podcast. It is so great to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. Yeah, so um, before we run, dive right in, can you please tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, yes, so um, I am an artist, a musician, and an educator, and I work really hard to weave those three things together. Awesome. Um, can you like explain more about your journey growing up as a classically trained pianist and an artist? Uh, yes. Um, so uh, I grew up playing the piano. Um, I, I'm it's it's over 20 years now that I've played um, the classical piano. I came from a you know family that really valued the arts, and I'm incredibly appreciative of that. Um, so from about the time, let's see, it's from the ages of five to 18 that I really focused on um, my music. So you know I would. I would compete, I would perform the piano um, around the US. And um, in the meantime, I was, you know, I was still taking, you know, art classes. Um, again, the value in the arts was very important in my family. Um, it wasn't until I got to college though that I, I really branched out in my own style uh, with painting. And um, when I was in, uh, when I was in college, I, I um, was a part of this beautiful project called We Step Into the Light. And I was paired with um, uh, someone who identified as a thriver, a thriver of violence. And, um, and the, the art piece that we worked together to create was primarily to celebrate their, their life, you know, their identity, their, um, their, their, you know, their passions, their joys. And it was such a reminder that, you know, you know the different types of suffering can um, be an integral part of a person's identity, but they don't define them as a whole person. So from then on there, um, my, uh, my artistry focused on um, celebrate, celebration. Um, and then after that, you know, after I graduated, I, it, it's been a journey to weave together music and art um, to amplify voices of women, um, in particular, amplify the voices of uh, composers who identify as women, uh, particularly women of color. Um, 
a little backstory is that when I was growing up, I didn't play any music composed by a woman. And I felt that is, you know, that's really problematic. Um, it, it, you know, you start questioning what the world is telling you that, you know, if you're a woman, are, can you be successful? Are you, are you um, valued in this uh, field of music? So that's what I do now. I, you know, I use um, my, uh, my, you know, talent in the visual arts to raise awareness about women in music. Um, and there's a, a, a strong educational um, thread to my artistry. Yeah, it's so incredible to see how you continue that passion from a very young age and especially coming from a family who truly values the arts. So um, talking about your college career, can you um, like explain your major in college and possibly your studies on the gender and music performance? Yeah, um, totally. You know what, it's, it's funny because um, uh, we're also, my family, we're, you, know, you know, we're so, um, how do I say this? It's so important for us to you know, give back to the community. And, and my mother is a doctor and um, I thought I was going to become a doctor. <laughs> I thought like, I actually went to, I went to Cornell University. I thought I was I'm going to go like straight through with the pre-med and um, do music as my major. And then after the first semester, I was like, oh, I don't think this is for me. Um, I, I love my music. I love the human mind. And so um, I was always going to do music. Um, I was always going to do music as my major. Um, and uh, I decided instead of doing pre-med, I would do psychology. So I decided to double major in those two, um, those two different um, fields. And uh, it all worked out. Um, uh, I, you know, I was able to find um, an advisor who was particularly strong um, in, in like women in music. And so she, she became my advisor in um, the music department. And then I found another advisor and, you know, you needed advisors for two different majors. I found another advisor in the psychology uh, department who focused on psychology of music. And that gave me the idea to really examine what do people perceive when they listen to different, you know, different compositions performed by professional, um, in this case, professional pianists. Um, and what would they, what would they say in terms of gender? Um, and I acknowledge that, you know, I, I made it very binary for that study. Um, it was, um, you know, examining, you know, what do people perceive as a feminine performance and what do people perceive as a masculine performance? And, you know, the results were, were very enlightening. Um, uh, people equated, you know, certain things about gender that they themselves grew up with. And not only that, um, things that um, they were exposed to um, or weren't exposed to, um, I distinctly remember um, a friend talking with me about this project and honestly saying that they couldn't imagine or, or picture a woman playing these pieces. And it wasn't like a you know, malicious comment. It was the, the truth. And like, they couldn't picture these women playing these compositions because they had never seen or heard or you know, were able to identify a woman playing the um such music that blew me away I was like oh my goodness it's you know a part of it is you know what we see um and um what we you know 
at the end of the day, it's, you know, what, what's at the forefront um, of our society. And so I decided from there, I was like, I'm going to change this. <laughs> uh, people need to see um, women in music and, and acknowledge that they're making a, an incredible impact um, in this field. Yeah, I think it's um, very important to have like an advisor who can guide you through this college process and which also aligns with your studies and what you want to pursue. And um, talking about that topic of your artwork, what do your um, paintings aim to say to the public? Oh, just like just how incredible these composers who are women are. Um, I'm trying to tell them that um, they're worthy. They inspired me. They inspired me and um, they, on a daily basis, uh, transform my life. And the art pieces are meant to encourage people to listen to their music, um, to acknowledge that their voices are powerful and that they too can, can be inspired by their music in some way, shape or form. Um, for example, if you are a music educator, you know, this is, you know, now that you know, if you, you know, if you see the paintings and you know you listen to the to the composer's music, you now can go ahead and add you know add that composer's scores and and compositions um, to your curriculum. You could be teaching with these women's music, um, and if you are a music student, um, please go and play their music. Um, it, it's it's about. Uh, taking what you can from these paintings. And, and even though I, I give a snippet, right? I give like a, I begin people maybe on their journey of educating themselves about these composers. The hope is that the audience will, they, will then go and do more research. Um, and I encourage my, my own piano students to do that. Yeah, um, I really love how your paintings convey this message about like women, women composers and especially those who like identify as women of color. And I also like the aspect of how you weave together this music aspect to create this aura that is really inspired by music and this beauty. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, so I'm um, talking about more of your artworks, like in particular, what is your inspiration behind the, the nine guardians of water? And who are these nine guardians? Like what's the overall message that this piece of art conveys? Oh, that's a great question. I'm actually, you know, working on that, um, on that project now. So uh, the Nine Guardians of Water is a, um, it's a series or a polyptic. Um, uh, it's, it's, um, it's nine paintings together that have to be um, together, uh, kind of like a triptych, but just instead of it's, it's nine. Um, and, and they're inspired by Chinese mythology. Um, Chinese mythology and uh, the composer Susie Ibarra. Um, she's a Filipino American composer, and in particular, her water rhythms. Um, her, you know, she, her compositions are are so beautiful, and they and they record um, sounds of water from around the world, and it's such it's such a moving. Um, a moving project that that she does and and, and it fueled these nine guardians um, in Chinese mythology uh, there are nine dragon sons of the dragon king and I was like no 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 we're gonna do something different we're gonna do the <laughs> we're gonna do the nine uh, dragon daughters of a dragon queen and in each of these 
guardians, um, their, their oil paintings, right? Their, their oil paintings, um, 14 by 11, that um, symbolize, um, uh, uh, I would say symbolize some, some action or, you know, hope, a choice to be made for the future. And, and collectively the paintings are calling for us to be guardians. And, and what does that look like? What does that look like? Um, so when I'm creating these paintings, I'm thinking about, well, which, um, which quality does, um, does one guardian have and what kind of message can she give to us about protecting you know, our world's treasured resource, which is, you know, water, like, can you imagine, you know, I, I don't want to imagine what it would be like without, without water in this world. So um, it, it's, it's a, it's, it's a project that we use together art and music, and again, highlights an incredible um, composer, Susie Ibarra, but also calls us to action. Um, uh, it has this, um, uh, I think my, my works have a running theme of like, go and do something, go and be a part of the solution. You know, I be, I, again, I begin you on your journey, but what can you do on your own? Yeah, I, re I really love how this um, polyptic really lets the viewers imagine how uh, we ourselves can be like the guardians of Mother Earth's water. And I love the message that like everyone can do it and just like, put your mind to it. Yes, <laughs> yes, I just, you know, just a little bit of a push just to, you know, we have so much potential as human beings. And I find human beings to be remarkable. And oftentimes it's getting across that threshold of, you know, you can do this and, and you, you can create change just, just from being one person. And I believe that cr creates ripples um, to the community around you. Um, and then, you know, sometimes the ripples connect, you know, because, you know, we're all doing something right. And it becomes this um, very beautiful movement. Um, and uh, I, I just think that's, that's um, it's a gentle way of, you know, creating change step by step that I think it's at the end of the day is incredibly meaningful. Yeah, 100 percent. It's a very gradual process. <laughs> um, can you describe to us what the 5050 collection is and um, what do these paintings really symbolize? Oh my gosh, that was, oh, I, I am so in love with that series. So the 50 mythical worlds inspired by 50 women composers um, has touched the lives of so many, including my own. And, you know, I created them, um, but uh, I had applied for um, uh an exhibition called the um, 12th Annual Sanchez Art Center 5050 show. And in that 5050 show, you know, there are 50 artists and, you know, we each have to create these 50 paintings. Um, not all the same though, we get to choose our own theme. And I had already been pretty adamant about um, making sure that my artistry amplified the voices of composers who are women. And I was like, okay, well, at the time it, I was focusing primarily on historical women composers. And I thought, I, I, I was like, you know what? There are composers living today that need to be recognized. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do 50 paintings um, that are inspired by composers who are living today. I thought I might touch upon historical women, but um, as the, project rolled and I did my research. I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna focus on contemporary women. Um, 
it's critical to recognize the, the creativity, the work and achievements of composers who are living today, who are women. Um, I can't say that enough. Um, but I was like, yes, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to research these women. And, and part of, you know, part of researching the achievements of women in any particular field means to come across a lot of dead ends, um, seemingly dead ends. Um, you have to dig deeper or else you're not going to find the information that you want. Um, and, and that speaks to how, how undervalued the contributions of women are in the music field. Um, but I did, did, I did dig, dig deeper, excuse me, and I found a plethora of, of you know, um, of information that, that should be treasured. And um, I sought out uh, these women. It was, you know, uh, it was hard at times, um, but I, 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 I found 50 who are incredible and you know, these are women from different backgrounds and I listened very carefully to their music. So part of this project is intentionally listening um, to these women and what they have to say through their compositions. And I created um, these 50 paintings that were inspired by these women and one particular composition of theirs that really spoke to my heart. And the critical thing is, you know, when people are listening to these, um, composers on my, like my website, that's just the, that's just the, you know, the surface, you know, again, dig deeper and listen to more of their compositions. And after I created the paintings, I would, I would feature them. I would feature them on my website, on the blog, and then on Facebook and Instagram, you know, any outlet I, I could, that was, you know, public so that other people can um, really learn about who they are and all their amazingness. And what was so cool was that I connected with a lot of the composers over you know, these social media platforms. And, and not only that, um, but with other musicians and educators and, and people who are you know, learning music so that you know, they have said like, we're gonna include these composers' music in, into our repertoire. We're going to be performing them um, on stage. You know, we're, we're going to be talking about them um, so that we don't forget um, how incredible they are. Um, so the paintings have symbolized to me the action steps I've taken, right, to like actively search um, their existence, first of all, and then actively celebrate um, that they are here and working and incredibly successful. Um, also actively listening, um, listening to their music and then doing something about it. And um, so it's, it's, again, it's a call to action. And um, I, I can't tell you the, the many beautiful stories of connecting with the composers, how inspiring they are. And I would say it's a huge reminder to people who identify as girls, people who identify as women, that your creativity is valued and that you now can see that these women are successful and you can now go out there knowing that you too can make it. Like you too can um, make art, more music, your life. And um and be so happy with that. And, and that, that there's a happy, happy ending, 
quote unquote happy ending to that story, but there's still so much more work to be done. Hopefully that answers your question. I love this series so much. It's so dear to my heart. Yeah. Wow. That was so amazing. It's so encouraging and very influential how you are educating the world about these talented women composers through your artwork and especially focusing on composers of um, various ethnic and cultural backgrounds. And I really love this powerful message that it brings out. It's really inspiring to everyone. Oh, yes. And I can't actually I have to highlight that in particular. You know, there's there are statistics out there, you know, where they really show how underrepresented women are um, in the field of music, and in particular, women of color. And, um, I, and you know, as a Chinese American woman myself, and I identify as a woman of color, that that I was like, I need to do something to change that. Um, that is unacceptable. And I have students who identify as girls of color, and they absolutely need to see themselves. You know, they need to see themselves in a composer who they share a physical likeness or a similar life story and know that their, their potential is, is cherished and that um, there are people out there, you know, women like them and, um, and, 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 you know, women who may not look like them, but who are, who are there and, and, um, they serve these these women. They serve as role models for the younger generation, for the next generation of women in music. Yeah, hundred percent. It's really important to um, emphasize the fact that everyone's creativity is valued, and there are people out there who are willing to be there with you and could help you throughout this journey. Oh yes, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> that's a really you know it's it's hard to. Um, It can get lonely. It can, it can be, you know, it can get lonely when you don't see yourself um, in the, you know, you know, in the media, if, if we're talking about like composers, right? Um, it, it's, it's hard to grow up, and this is coming from my experience, it's hard to grow up not seeing yourself when you, when later on you realize, you know, these women exist. And that has, it has everything to do with education, right? You know, girls, girls of color don't have to be alone and lonely. Um, we just need to take more action and a, a proactive choice in, in including women of color in our repertoire for, you know, in music. And um, when we are teaching, whether that's private lessons, like, you know, taking private lessons or at a, you know, at a university level or just in like, you know, in music class in elementary and middle school and in high school, um, just the awareness that someone is like you doing the same thing is incredibly life-changing and powerful. I love my piano experience, right? But it is just such a standard not to include um, women in music in our curriculum it's so normalized and my, you know, I'm trying all I can to shake that up, <laughs> shake it up. Yeah, most definitely. These are very um, powerful messages. Um, what is your next ideal project that you would love to work on? Ooh, 
again, another great question. I feel like um, for me, I, every moment I, I feel like I have ideas coming out of my brain. I'm like, it's, um, sometimes I have trouble sleeping because um, I just feel like there's so much to do. And I think that comes from being, uh, you know, a creative person, you know, you, there, there can never be enough projects, um, never too many ideas. And the one project I'm really looking forward to after the 50 mythical worlds inspired by 50 women composer series, I was like, I need to focus on a particular group of women. And, and, and that group is, you know, women who share my own heritage. So Asian, Asian American women. And I, I've already put in, you know, I'm such a planner. I like, I wrote down all these, I, you know, not just ideas, but how I'm going to, you know, uh, implement this new series called uh, Realms of Courage, celebrating Asian women composers. And I can't say how relevant that is. I, I can't to the degree, I can't tell you how relevant this project is um, right now. Um, with uh, such an increase in anti-Asian American and Pacific Islander violence fueled by COVID-19, um, we need to listen to Asian, Asian American women, Pacific Islander women. We cannot be seen as um, the stereotype of, of submissive, of, of uh, you know, of, all the other stereotypes that come with being an Asian woman and, and, and not speaking up. No, we're, we're powerful. We have voices. We are, we do everything to make sure that we are seen and heard. And even, you know, even then, like that should just be uh, a given, like any human being deserves to be seen and heard. And um, the project aims to highlight um, Asian women composers um, you know, it's, it goes steps beyond the 50-50 series where, you know, I, I plan to interview um, these phenomenal women. Um, you know, these women include Teresa Capultura, who is um, a multi-ethnic Filipina-American composer, who is also my mentor. Um, you know, includes Fospa Pan, who's a Cambodian composer. Um, uh, Caitlin Yeo, who's Australian Asian composer, uh, Susie Barra again. I'm I'm hoping, and um, so many, so many more of these these women. We just need to highlight them. Um, so not only interviewing them, but like really looking at their music. Um, I listened to their music, you know, last time during the 5050 series, but this time I want to analyze music from you know using my background. Um, as a you know musician, um, analyzing their scores, translating that into the paintings, and I want the paintings to sell you know to be a celebration of their life, their work, the, their challenges, their accomplishments. Again, the the, the music analyses, uh, you know, digging always digging deeper, and also my own reflections of of how important their their music. Um, is to me and to the world. So I, I, I'm very looking forward to that because, you know, I, it, it will also fill a void, just personally fill a void within me 
I, I had the fortune of my playing and performing, even competing with pieces, music pieces that were composed by Chinese men, right? And, you know, I, I was able to um, play traditional Chinese music, but I didn't get the chance to play music that was composed by Chinese women ever. And um, this will, this will um, address that, address that missing gap in my education. And hopefully um, there won't be gaps for girls in the future. Um, so super excited about that project, Realms of Courage, celebrating Asian women composers. So thank you so much for asking me that question, letting me to gush and be so you know, excited about it. Yeah, um, this is a great example of how creativity can like really take you anywhere because there's so much you can do with it for many aspects. And I'm so inspired by how you're planning to continue to like implement the value of women of color and especially through the realm of courage, the, especially focusing on um, Asian American women through these beautiful paintings. Oh, yes, I'm, uh, I just, I can't wait to see, because then the paintings will be bigger. I mean, you know, the 50-50 show is just six by six. I mean, that's six inches by six inches. I mean, they kind of, they were small, and um, that was the material, you know, the, those are the materials given to me, but I'm, I'm thinking, like, bigger scale <laughs> this time, like, big paintings, so we could really, you know, uh, I think people um, are really moved by something that, you know, you know, that's like quote unquote life size. And I want to make sure I amplify these women's voices that way, these composers' yeah. voices that way. Yeah, that's super inspiring. Um, what is your advice to young women who are um, wanting to get into this industry and who want to become artists or even musicians in the future? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I would say number one, to always believe in yourself. There will be plenty of people who will tell you how to think, tell you how to feel, and tell you what is possible and what is not. And I think the most important thing is believing in your own greatness. Believing in the existence of your own greatness and um, never letting that belief waver. I would even say that that's the truth. Your own greatness is a truth and um, nothing anyone can do or say, especially yourself, actually, you never want to get in your own way um, uh, when it comes to, you know, pursuing your dreams. Don't ever get in your own way. Um, and if you believing in that truth um, will help you, you know, hurdle through all the challenges that is to be, to be, you know, a girl and a woman, you know, breaking, breaking barriers and um, breaking the glass ceiling. So I think that would be my, my, the, you know, the first, the biggest piece of advice I would um, uh, gift to, to girls that, you know, the next generation who are breaking into the fields of music or art. I, my second piece of advice is there is so much to be, to be said about really reading about, um, how should I say this? Really honoring the women who have come before you. Um, and, and that could mean researching the history, right? Of, for example, composers who are women. 
you know, it's, it's not going to be put in front of you in this day and age. You have to go and look for it and, and be proactive about looking for it. Um, you know, these, for example, these composers who are women exist and they're not being taught in standard repertoire. I had to go look for that and uh, look for that material, right? And, and I found these women um, and knowing that these women exist and seeing how incredible their geniuses, their, their talent, their, their, you know, their efforts made me feel very inspired. Like, I feel like I, I'm to, to, to the very end, I'm going to be pursuing my creativity because I know I, I can do it. If these women have done, I can do it too. So th that goes back to, to, to what I've talked about, about um, women don't have to be lonely on their journey. We don't have to be alone. You know, there are historical women and there are contemporary women ready to go to support you. Um, so I, that would be my second piece of advice. And um, I, I would say perhaps the, the, the final piece of advice would be if, if you are in a position to amplify your voice or, and not just your voice, a community's voice, voice, not, not taking the voice, you know, away, you know, you don't, you don't represent everyone in that community, but if you can highlight um, a group of people's voices using your own privilege, using your own privilege and your own resources that include your background experience, I would encourage you to go for it um, with awareness that you might feel alone, right? You might feel like, why am I the only person who cares about this? But um, again, you won't be alone. There are other people out there working towards the same, same purpose, same goal, uh, working for the same purpose and towards the same goal. And um, so I, I definitely encourage, you know, girls, you know, once you are aware of your privilege and your own power that you use your privilege and power for the freedom of others. Wow, yeah, that was super great advice. And it is super critical to embrace the opportunities we have and to speak up and let our voices be heard, especially as women. And I think this was such a great way to wrap up our episode. Thank you so much, Angela, for sharing your empowering journey and how you're really connecting women worldwide and allowing them to amplify their voices through art. And oh my gosh, thank you so much. Um, you are incredible at what you're doing at your age and um, you bring so much hope <laughs> to the world. Um, you're, you're young and, and you're, you're already pursuing such grand projects and um, making a huge difference. So thank you so much. And I commend you for everything that you're doing. Thank you. It was really a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all so much for tuning in and make sure to hit the subscribe button. I'll be back soon with another interesting interview. Stay safe and healthy.